Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Praying Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prayingmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. Good afternoon, baby. How you doing? Hello. You're looking it's good evening, over there. Though, but... Oh, it is evening. That's right. <laughs> I'm forgetful. I need more coffee. Yeah? Yeah, that's why I poured some. So, I'm going to make an apology here to church pastors and people who go to church, because we're going to discuss something that is a little bit controversial, and we might be bound to hurt someone's feelings in the process of talking about this stuff. That could happen. Not that we want to hurt people's feelings. No, and we're going to try and try to be tactful. Yes. And honest, though. And honest. Mm-hmm. Can you be honest and tactful at the same time? Uh, not always. Not the easiest thing in the world, too. So today's discussion is going to be about something near and dear to my wife's heart and my heart, which is being a church dropout. There was a recent study that came out that showed that churches are losing members fairly rapidly And a lot of the people that are leaving traditional church settings are mature believers who are very connected to Jesus. They have a very good walk with the Lord, but for various reasons, they are kind of done with church. Yeah. I think it's uh, interesting that historically, a lot of the people who end up leaving church are immature believers or nominal believers, maybe don't have a real strong faith. And at least what we've been told over the years is that people who don't go to church are those you have a weaker relationship with God, and people with strong relationships with God typically stay committed, going to church, being involved in church activities. And this recent study kind of turns that upside down and shows that a lot of people who are have been walked with the Lord for a very long time and are operating in the gifts of the Spirit and are very you know, well-versed with the Bible, a lot of them are feeling like there's nothing for them left in the church. They're not really learning. They're not really growing. And so a lot of them are venturing out of the church and finding other venues to connect with believers. Right, and now there's so much available online, on YouTube, teachings that you can hook up with, with other ministries around the world even, and people are being able to find what they're looking for in other places sometimes. I think the church, the traditional church building church, (laughs) has kind of left the mature believers behind in a way. They do kind of cater to new believers and teaching basics. And then, I don't know, when you get mature, you just keep listening to the basics. Yeah, over I mean, and over. when I was going to Calvary Chapel, uh, most of the Calvary Chapel pastors, their thing was they would go through the Bible. It would take them anywhere between four and six years to go through the entire Bible. And then it would start over again, back to Genesis and go back through it again. And that was kind of their model, teach all the way through the Bible, but not much beyond that. And if you've been a believer for 10 or 15 years, I mean, yeah, you're going to pick up new things along the way, but there's not a lot of growth in that model of teaching. Yeah, and so I think when people are leaving the church, they're not leaving because they're giving up on God. I mean, some people are, but if they've been there a long time and they're leaving, I think a lot of times it's because they're looking for something more. Or they just feel like they don't need that anymore, that hand-holding and spoon-feeding. They are able to go out and find the information they want, 
and they're able to just communicate directly with the Father and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and get downloads, let's say. I think one of the interesting things that's happened in the church in the last 10 years is the advent of schools of supernatural ministry. Right. And some people would say that is an answer to traditional seminaries and Bible colleges. And in a way it is, but in another way, see, Bible colleges and seminaries have been specifically designed to train people who want to go into, quote, full-time ministry, unquote, which is another myth we could probably uh, talk about (laughs) in another podcast. You know, Bible colleges and seminaries typically train people who want to be pastors and missionaries. Right. But what is there for advanced training and education for the average believer who has a full-time job, who is not interested in pastoring a church or being a full-time you know, evangelist or missionary? So you have all these, uh, like Bethel is the big one. They have all these uh, schools of supernatural ministry that they've sponsored all around the world now. Right. And, and then like a lot of basic churches don't teach anything about the prophetic. Uh, they may not even really believe that people can hear from God Right. The same way a minister can, you know. Right. So, and I then think, deliverance and healing, right. and, and emotional healing, and you know, right. the courts of heaven, and right. all, all the you other things go. go on. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's kind of like Holy Spirit High School or maybe college. And I think uh, there are a lot of churches that have a difficulty in putting out teaching that challenges people that have been believers for a long time. Yeah, uh, one of the things that happens to you, you were saying the other day. When you're in the ambulance and you might be praying for someone or ministering. Oh, gosh. One of the first questions they ask you. Where do you go to church? Right. And it's kind of difficult. You feel like you have to say, well, I don't go to church, but you always have to have a but and explain away why you're still walking with the Lord. Everybody has a but. (laughs) (laughs) My my but is, but I work every Sunday, so that's why I don't go to church. You know, and I do work every Sunday. But I'm not sure you would go to church if you didn't. I mean, no. I guess at this point, well, when we were living in Washington State, we had three churches that we used to kind of go around to from time to time. And we didn't really commit to any one church. And they, uh, were, and they were all really good. Right. They were all really good. And if you need to look at, into a good church in the Olympia, Washington area, the churches we went to were Gateway, Revival Town. And Rivers of Grace. And Rivers of Grace. That's four years ago. But they're all really good. But anyway, if we had that same level of community here where we are now in Arizona, we might be going. I mean, maybe not every week, but we would certainly visit and fellowship and all the things we used to do. And there are a lot of different reasons why people don't attend church on a regular basis. I mean, some people are not going to church because they're having some issues with God. I did when I was going through my divorce. I couldn't get within 200 feet of a church. I was so wracked with guilt Mm -hmm. and shame. I just did not want to go anywhere near a church. I didn't want to read my Bible because God was speaking through all this stuff, and I didn't like what he was saying. So, yeah, some people leave the church scene because they're having some relationship issues with God. But a lot of people have kind of walked out on the institutional church because of things like leadership abuse, Some people feel like they have gifts and they're trained to do things and they have no opportunities to do that. They don't have ministry time. A lot of people feel like they would like to do more higher level things, but the leadership is kind of keeping them down and saying, no, you know, we haven't released you into doing that yet. So there's some control issues that come into play. Yeah, and I think there are some churches that definitely are open 
and and are encouraging believers to go farther and will just set you free, you know, and let you go. And they will encourage you and pray for you and do anything they can to let you find your place in God's kingdom and where what you're supposed to be doing. But that's not true of all churches yet. I mean, I pray that, you know, we could get to that place at some point. Yeah. It's hard for us to find a church here in the Phoenix area that has the kind of things we would be interested in learning about. We've tried. We've gone to a bunch of different places. Yeah, but we haven't been everywhere, but we have um, ventured out. And, and for me, the Lord pretty clearly told me years ago, there wasn't a whole lot for me inside the institutional church, going to you know church gatherings on Sunday. He made it very, very clear, look, um, I have other places I want you to hang out. I want other people I want you to meet. You're going to get your fellowship somewhere else. A lot of, you know, for about three or four years, most of my fellowship was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I spent seven or eight hours a day on Facebook. Church. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, praying for people and yeah. teaching. And, and you can do a lot. And you did do a lot. Um, well, you're still doing a lot. I'm always amazed at how much um, interaction you're able to have online. We're going to talk about the benefits of not going to church. And oh, the benefits the, uh, of not going to church? And one of the things that I miss about church is the corporate worship. Because you can worship at home, but it's never going to be like that with a whole room full of people worshiping together. We did have those home meetings with Ben and Todd and those guys, and that was really cool. We had some meetings at our house when we lived in Washington. About once a month, we'd get together, have a barbecue. Tim Kaczynski would bring his guitar, and Todd would bring his drums. And we had some really good music, and that was awesome. We had a real uh, good group of like-minded people around us, and they they lived in the area, so that was wonderful. That was cool. That was house church, mm-hmm. but it didn't last very long. It, well, and it wasn't a formal, we're meeting every week either. It was very loose. Yeah. And I think we all liked it that way. It we would didn't. be kind of cool to be able to check out the house church scene. And one of the things I have is I would love to have people to our house. Right. Especially if they're musically inclined. They could bring their instruments or we could you know, oh, jam and sing. that would be great. That'd be really cool. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's an open invitation to anybody who's out there in the Phoenix area. Musicians, especially. Wants to come and hang out anybody at our place. Who likes to we'll cook the food and you, br- you bring noise. the music. Well, and one of the advantages of not going to church on Sunday. Sleeping in on Sundays? You, <laughs> you can do whatever you want on Sunday. If you worked hard all week, you know, it is nice uh, to relax a little bit that day. And yeah, but what happens if you had a dream at 3 o'clock in the morning and you can't go back to sleep? <laughs> well, then you might as well go to church, right? Or get up and, you know, write a couple of blog posts and a couple more chapters in a book. That's what you do. And and for me and for people like me who are introverts, I can put on a good face and go socialize, but it's it does not recharge me. If I have to go to church and talk to people or socialize afterwards or it's draining. So I do not relax. I'm drained by the Wait a minute. Put on a happy face? Yeah. What is that all about? Are you saying that there's like expectations of how you're supposed to behave at church? Yeah, well, you know, that's one of my pet peeves about churchy people. I don't know how to put this tactfully. Um, you have to be honest and tactful. Yeah, that's, that, that's that there is not enough reality. There's not enough honesty. People are not allowed necessarily in every church to be who they are and to have problems. 
Um, so a lot of people go, and everybody knows this, you go pretending that everything's good with you. Hey, Denise, how are you doing today? Oh, great. Really? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Really? You know, Can I um, pray for you for anything? I remember Joyce Meyer talking about this a lot, about how everybody puts on the, the happy church face and praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And, and then they get out in the parking lot and they're fighting to get out of the parking lot faster than the other person. They've already got angry, angry people calling them on the cell phone while they're leaving church. Yeah, but I think it problems. would be better if we're all able to bring our problems and have problems and get some support around those problems rather than just pretending that our walk with the Lord is so great that we have no problems anymore. You know, that's, I don't think that's true of anybody. That's a problem I've heard a lot from my friends uh, on Facebook and social media is when they have problems and they bring their problems up in public in church meetings or to leadership, they're basically kind of shushed and told, look, you just need to focus on Jesus and be happy and let the joy of the Lord be your peace and all these platitudes that they give you. And these people are like severely emotionally wounded, they're emotionally traumatized, they've got real issues. And people, I think a lot of, especially leadership, if they don't know how to deal with that, if they're not trained and equipped themselves mm -hmm. to know what to do with someone like that, you have to kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah, and make them step down from whatever positions they're in because they're having a divorce or they're having... Are you saying that good church can be messy? Yeah, it really is. Maybe that's why we avoid it. I don't know. <laughs> don't you know, bring your mess in here. Everybody has some kind of problems, yeah. issues. And well, I got an email, too, from a friend who was asking me some questions because he has been feeling like the Lord has been asking him to step away from the church congregation he's been going to for a long time. And he has a lot of fear. He is afraid to do it because of how his wife is going to react, mm -hmm. how his friends are going to react. They know him. He's an older guy. He's in his 60s. And I mean, who in the world who's been going to church for you know 30 or 40 years all of a sudden stops going to church? If that happens, you have to conclude, well, this guy just doesn't believe anymore, or he's struggling with some sin, or right, that's what why would you not want to go to church? Projects. But he has been very, very convicted by the Lord that he needs to get out of that church setting, and he needs to be doing something different. And actually, he's been reading my books. And he's feeling like oh. God has been, I know, <laughs> that's a really dangerous thing. If you're happy in your comfort zone, don't read my books. Um, but he's been reading my books, and he's been getting provoked. And he feels like his calling has been for years to go out into the streets and pray for people mm. and see the sick people healed and give prophetic words. Interesting fellow, um, because he had these dreams back in the early 1990s about a wave of street healing evangelists would go out and pray for the sick on the streets and the homeless and they would do, mm -hmm. give prophetic words. He had dreams about this and he thought it was coming right around the corner. Like he was convinced for years, it's coming, it's coming. And he never saw it happen. And then he got a hold of my book and he's like, oh my gosh, this, this is, is happening. happening. <laughs> this is about the dreams that I had back in the early 1990s. It's actually happening right now. So that's great. This whole thing has catalyzed into a, a real passion for him to go outside the building and do the stuff. Yeah, and not to say that you can't do that while you're also going to church and yeah. you're in church, but sometimes you get no support at all, or people even say you can't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, some churches have a, a leadership hierarchy where they don't allow you to go out and do, do ministry unless you've been 
released into doing it by them if they've approved it. If they don't give you approval, you can't pretty much can't do it. You're not on the teams. You're not okay to do stuff. And I don't know. I don't like that. I That's, think it's too much control. I think. yeah, it's too much control for my liking anyway. I, I like to be responsible to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If they can't give me the thumbs up and let me know I'm okay to go or somebody else is okay to go. I don't know. I think that's a dangerous model. I think it's always best if people are led by the Lord, if the Lord is their covering, he is their uh, commander-in-chief, they answer to him. I mean, yeah, we all have people that we respond to and people we respect and people who can help us out and give us pointers and directions, but I don't like a lot of control over individual believers. Right. I mean, for somebody to say you can do that or you can't do that, it just seems wrong to me. You're... in this world, we have freedom, and we're, we should be allowed to make our own mistakes, too. You know, if it's a mistake, you'll find out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and learn something along the way. I have people all the time write to me and, and say, hey, you know, I'd like to do this, or I'd like to do that. What do you think? You know, am I qualified? Am I trained? Am I, am I allowed? And I'm like, who the heck am I? <laughs> I, I'm not your, right. your drill sergeant. I'm not your commanding officer. I'm not your mother, either. I'm not your mother. <laughs> You have a father, that's God. Why don't you ask him? Maybe yeah. dad can help you with that stuff. Because I don't know, I, I just always feel, feel better pointing people to, look, go back to the Lord and ask him. He'll show you. He'll confirm. He'll train you. I mean, we provide materials, but somebody reads one of my books. It's not me teaching them. The Holy Spirit is teaching them. They're mm-hmm. getting some information, but the Holy Spirit is applying it in their life. He is the one who empowers them. He shows them how to walk it out, how it looks in their life, who they should pray with, or how they're going to do a prophetic word or whatever, and when they're ready for it. I mean, the Lord will tell people, look, you're not ready for this yet, so let's work on that instead. Mm -hmm. And I think some of these people who really have a passion to go out and heal or do something like that, where does that passion come from? I mean, they're not just, it's not some kind of contrived thing. They wouldn't even be asking to do it if they didn't really have some kind of leading and passion. And if they have the passion, and if the Lord is stirring up something something, in them, a desire in them, how can you as a leader say, no, you shouldn't be doing that? I don't get that. Yeah, and you're just making people suppress their their gifts or their calling, maybe, you know? I don't get it. I don't either. That's okay. So, (laughs) that's that's us griping about, about church stuff. I mean, usually if you go to church, you do get something out of it. You know, when you're a new believer, you get a lot. And, you know, sometimes you can learn new things. Like, I I would like to be studying the Bible with someone who is more prophetic. You know, like when I learned, I was in an evangelical church, so everything was about evangelizing. You know, you weren't talking about healing. In fact, they didn't even really believe that God heals anymore. When there was prayer for someone who was sick, it was always prayer to guide the doctors. If it's God's will. Yeah, if it's God's will, heal this person. But they really didn't believe in healing in miracles, really, or laying on of hands or any of that stuff. And now, you know, it's like we've learned so much more and in different ways since then. And you feel like your prophetic calling has been stymied a little bit because you're not around a lot of prophetic people right now? Yeah, you know, uh, it would be good. I mean, I guess I could sign up for something. I'm already signed up for several things, but... You have a lot on your plate already. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's good to get a fresh look at the Bible with different eyes and different understanding as you grow, you know, rather than taking what everyone taught you in the beginning as truth. 
So it sounds like what you're saying to me is, I need to lead you in a Bible study. Oh yeah. Through the we scriptures with our haven't... with our new perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should do that. Would be cool. in, in our spare time. <laughs> Maybe we have to make time for I that. I know we do. Schedule. <laughs> That'll be between coffee breaks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to be a wrap on this show. We just wanted to share some ideas with you and some thoughts on what it's like to be a church dropout. Again, not trying to slam on pastors or people who are going to church. If the Lord is blessing you and teaching you, training you in a regular church setting, no worries. It's cool. Keep doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. We did it for years, and it helped us a lot. But also realize that at some point, the Lord may call you to a different setting, to a different group of people. And it's okay if he's doing that. Yeah, there's going to be some fear. There's a fear of what people think. And you just have to deal with that. And if you're sure that the Lord is calling you to do something, you need to obey. And don't Mm -hmm. worry about what other people are going to think. Don't get over it. Yeah, that's pretty much true. They will get over it. Yep. All right. Catch you next week. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.